Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Masonic Podcast. Before we get started, it is important to note that our opinions are our own and by no means reflect the opinions, stances, or views of any Grand Lodge, local lodge, or in this case, any concordant organization such as Job's Daughters International. With that said, I'm, your, I'm one of your hosts, Connor Massey. I'm a Master Mason and Mark Master Mason from Victoria, British Columbia. And with me, of course, is my faithful colleague, worshipful brother, Stephen Chung. I'm going to let him introduce himself, and then we're going to introduce our incredibly special guest host for today. Stephen, on to you. Well, thank you very much, Connor. I appreciate the introduction. It's Steve Chung from Prince Charles Lodge here in Kelowna, British Columbia. I am a past master of my lodge, uh, but to reflect uh, our current uh, podcast today, uh, my DMLA history, I'm a two-time, two-time past master counselor of Beaver Chapter. Um, I'm a Chevalier. Uh, I've got the uh, Cross of Honor. I yeah, a whole bunch of other little things and certificates and stuff like that. But um, more importantly, I'm a past chapter dad of Ogopogo chapter here in Kelowna. And uh, yeah, that's that's my history. Yep. The rest I'm sure we'll talk about later. And, and uh, I, I believe we just had our other co-host for the day, Dave Colbreth, uh, up here. Dave, do you want to introduce yourself if you're here yet? I guess that's a no. So in that case, I am super excited and privileged to introduce our two guest hosts for the day. These are two amazing young ladies and leaders in our Masonic youth organizations. I have, of course, the Miss International Job's Daughters and the Supreme Bethel Honored Queen, who I'm going to allow to introduce themselves. So we'll start with, uh, with you, Casey. All right. My name is Casey. I'm 19. I'm from Ohio, and I'm a member of Bethel 69 in Gahanna, Ohio. I've been a member of Job's Daughters since February 2011, and within my own state, I have been honored queen numerous times. Um, I've served the state as Ohio Miss Congeniality in 2015-2016, and Ohio Miss Job's Daughter in 2017-2018, and I promoted growth and community communication around, among Bethels in Ohio, and this year I have the privilege of doing this on an international scale as Supreme Bethel Honor Queen. Fantastic. And what about you, Kaylee? My name is Kaylee Pearson, and I'm the Miss International Job's Daughter 2018-2019. I've been a member of Job's Daughters since 2011, and I originally got started because my mom was a Job's Daughter when she was younger. So I was initiated and I've held various positions on the local and state levels and now on the international level, serving the rest of my year as Mr. National Job's daughter. Fantastic. And what about David? Are you ready to introduce yourself? I see your shoulder. Well, we'll get to him eventually. So uh, today we're going to be discussing the right. Job's Daughters International, which is a youth group for young ladies between 12, or no, sorry, between 10 and 20. Um, so our guests, as they've said, are on the international level. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to open the floor to them and have them explain what Job's Daughters is and what it means to them to start off with. So we'll start with Kaylee this time. 
All right. Well, Jove's Daughters um, is a girls' youth group that promotes um, public speaking skills and teaches leadership skills and things like that just to get girls prepared for their future endeavors in life. And um, me with Jove's Daughters, it's really helped me become a more confident person and helped me realize that um, I can do things that I set my mind to. Fantastic. Casey? Well, so in Job's Daughters, as Kaylee said, um, promotes public speaking and leadership skills. For me, Job's Daughters has helped me realize what I want to do with the rest of my life. We have a philanthropic project called the Hearing Improvement Kids Endowment Fund, and it provides hearing devices, FM devices, cochlear implants to children that have hearing loss or were born with hearing issues. And because of that, I want to become an American Sign Language interpreter. So Job's Daughters not only has helped me in my teenage years to have confidence in myself and just kind of get through high school, it's, it's pushing me into the future. Well, there you go. So uh, Steve, we'll start with you. Is there any, uh, anything you want to discuss about Job's Daughters today? Job's Daughters, awesome organization. It was the reason I joined DMLA. 14 years old, buddy says to me, hey, you want to meet some girls? <laughs> yeah. Uh, met my wife that night. My wife is a passed on a queen of Bethel 23 in Vancouver. Uh, my first wife. And my daughter, Victoria Chung, is a passed on a queen of Bethel 25 here in Kelowna, British Columbia. And uh, it's done awesome things for my daughter her confidence and her abilities and um, her strength to uh, speak up for herself in, in uh, the real world. Um, so much so she's gotten, become like an advocate for other people who aren't so confident in themselves to uh, help them along. It's, uh, it's, I don't know, all in all, a very good organization for the girls to spend their time in in their youth. Uh, I don't think they can get a better start in preparing themselves for the real, real world. Fantastic. So is uh, before we go into what I want to talk about, is there anything that you girls wanted to talk about? Anything that you wanted to come on this podcast and say or get across to our viewers? Let's go. Kayla, you go. <laughs> Not anything in particular. I just want people to be able to uh, know what we do and to understand what our organization is and what it does for people. Fantastic. Um, so my, my youth group history, for those who don't already know, is that I was the Charter Master Counselor of Phoenix Chapter in Victoria, British Columbia, and I served that chapter as its Master Counselor for just shy of three terms. Um, then I went on to becoming the uh, jurisdictional representative. And then finally, I was the provincial master counselor of, uh, of British Columbia and the and Yukon Dimoy. Um, so in my time there, being the charter master counselor, I had n almost no idea about anything to do with anything. Like I knew what Freemasonry was, but that was it. Uh, and I remember going to like my third meeting and one of the advisors stood up and said, Brother, Brother Master Counselor, Bethel 36, I think it was 36, 
of, uh, it was either 36 or two. I think it was 36. Of Job's Daughters has invited you to come to their installation. Uh, and for the longest time, I referred to it as Joby's Daughters because, you know, I'm, I'm smart like that. <laughs> and um, as time went on, I, uh, I went to the event and I got to know some of the, the girls and uh, I, I realized how fascinating this organization was. And I think it was that year that I went to our, our grand session. Um, which brings up a point that I'd like one of you girls to discuss. Can you explain what the difference between a Bethel, Grand Bethel, and Supreme Bethel are? Okay. Um, well, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So on the Bethel level, you have the 19 officers, um, there's choir, and they do things on a more local level. They promote usually local charities and um, kind of stuff like that. When you move up to the grand level, that's the state, um, or we call it jurisdiction. And they do things to help the Bethels kind of grow and come together. Do you have anything to say on that, Kaylee? Um, no, not really. Just that um, the Grand Bethel, it's basically the same. We do the same type of meetings. We have the same ritual to follow during those meetings. It's just on a wider scale. Okay. Fantastic. Um, yeah. And then when we get to the international level, it's a little bit different um, on how the officers are picked and stuff like that. But, and they only hold one meeting, which is during Supreme Session every year. It's usually the end of August or beginning of August, end of July. And it's kind of, Oh, I don't know how to explain this. Um, hmm. Kaylee? <laughs> There's just um, a lot more people there to, that you maybe don't know already. And it's more to bring people into a closer relationship with each other um, within the Job's Daughters world and to kind of compare a lot of things that uh, the states do. That's always my, far my favorite part of Supreme Session is um, seeing and talking to people and seeing how different their states are run. And then to get together at Supreme Session and do just one big meeting, it's really interesting. Fantastic. Hey, it looks like David is there. David, are you uh, able to speak with us now? He's uh, message saying that he's been having uh, uh, network network issues where he's at. Well, um, now there's two Davids. Uh -oh. Please stand by for technical <laughs> issues. Sorry, sorry, <coughs> girls. Sounds like David can hear us. And he's smiling. Go can ahead, David. Me? All right. Can you hear me? We can. <laughs> Had, had to resort to cellular data instead of network. Excellent. All right. Well, adjust your camera so we can see your, your whole face. Hey, that's a little better. Yeah. And um, why don't you give us a little bit of an introduction of yourself, David, and uh, who you are and a little bit of your background so that the uh, listeners can follow along. I'm David Colbeth. I live in the South Seattle area, Bonnie Lake, Washington. I'm with the Grand Lodge of Washington. Uh, as I'm sure Connor said, they're 
their views and opinions don't uh, aren't necessarily my own. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm a member of uh, King Solomon Lodge number 60 in Auburn, Washington. I've uh, been a Mason uh, a little over 10 years since uh, 2008. Uh, and uh, I, I can always remember how long I've been a Mason. My wife was eight months pregnant when I had my investigation. And <clears throat> my first degree was dependent on whether my daughter went into labor or not uh, that night. So, uh, so I passed master of my lodge in 2013 and uh, thought I was going to have a little bit of a break, but went right into uh, de deputy service as district deputy for my district number 13 but on a few Grand Lodge uh, committees and other things, I'm sure we could all talk long and longer about our memberships and activities, but not enough time for that. Fair enough. So um, one of our one of our most uh, loyal viewers is a chap named River Peatman. And uh, I just remembered, actually, he just sent me a message to remind me that his mother just became the Grand Guardian of British Columbia and Yukon. Mm -hmm. um, he's also the outgoing i think he's his 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 uh, outgoing installation is coming up master counselor of fraser valley chapter uh oh <laughs> which is uh which is uh one of the best demolay chapters ever next uh, to beaver no second only to uh phoenix chapter there sir um and uh so yeah i just wanted to bring that into into mind and maybe the girls could uh could explain what what a grand guardian or a, a guardian, I guess, is. Well, on the local level, we have Bethel Guardians, and that is a woman who is a uh, she kind of oversees um, what us girls do in the meeting. And the, then on the state level or the grand level, there's a grand guardian, and same thing. She just oversees, makes sure we have the tools we need to get our stuff done but um they really leave it um, to the girls the girls really have a big part in running the state or the local bethel and so the guardian or grand guardian has um, just is just there for guidance and then there's a supreme guardian too right yes and the supreme guardian is who um, we travel with ours it, right now is pam henderson from kansas and she is the one who, over the year, um, kind of goes and checks financial records and stuff for all the Bethels under Supreme and uh, just makes sure that everybody has the tools to do what they need to do. So how does, how does, a, um, how does a woman end up becoming, say, Supreme Guardian? How, how, what's, the, what's the process there to work your way up? Part of the criteria to go towards being Supreme Guardian is being a past Grand Guardian. And so, and so once you become a past Grand Guardian and you attend Supreme, they hold elections and there's a four-year kind of progression um, that the adults go through. They start at Supreme Marshal, um, go to Supreme Guide, then there's Vice Supreme Guardian, and then they finally become Supreme Guardian. And each of those terms are a year long, and they learn different things on how to kind of make sure the organization is running smoothly and how to implement some of those tools when they get to Supreme Guardian. 
Uh, just as a side note there, Casey, I'm not sure if the other hosts, um, but uh, you're, you're very choppy. Is it just on my end? I hear it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, but anyway. I'm not quite sure how to fix that. All the technical difficulties today. It's all right. <laughs> This is, we're Masonic <laughs> youth groups today. The, uh, I, I believe, and I, I may be mistaken, but the, the official slogan of every Masonic youth group is uh, fake it till you make it. <laughs> so um, so you, in order to become a, a Supreme Guardian, you have to start as a past Grand Guardian. And I assume to become a Grand Guardian, mm -hmm. uh, you can, you would need to be a past Guardian first. Mm -hmm. So how, how would you become, uh, let's start at the lowest level, how would you become yes. a guardian of, of a Bethel? Okay, um, you have to be, I believe, Casey, a majority member uh, <clears throat> of uh, Joe's Daughters. And then you get voted on by the rest of the adults of the Bethel at an uh, annual adult meeting, and they... Um, they will get recommendations. So all of the girls give recommendations as of who they want to become the guardian and other adult positions that we have at the Bethel level. And then the adults all take those recommendations and vote um, to and get appointed as um, Bethel guardian and Bethel guardian um, treasurer and secretary. Fantastic. And then what's the what's the hierarchy for uh, for the for the actual girls, like uh, honored queen? Uh, you, we were talking about earlier. How does that work? So Bethel's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Kaylee. So, sorry. You can go, Kaylee. It's okay. Okay. So on the Bethel level, um, the honored queen is the highest position, and kind of in line to be honored queen in most jurisdictions um senior princess would be next um then junior princess guide and then marshal and they move of the time yeah and the girls vote um to see who becomes marshal and then they vote again and it's intended to be a progressive line so once you get voted up into Marshall, it's expected that every term you get voted up into the next position until you're voted in as honored queen. Okay. And um, what's, what's, uh, what's it like to be honored queen? I was honored queen at um, a younger age. I was, I think, 13 or 14. Um, but it was, it was hard to get used to, but um, I think that since I uh, went through the line, the line really prepares you. The line is what we call the four other offices before honored queen. So you're voted into Marshall. And in my Bethel, we have um, different projects that every line officer does before she gets to honored queen. And I think that really helped prepare me for my duties as honored queen. Fantastic. Um, how about this? What was one thing that you did not expect about being honored queen? That, uh, that you had to overcome a challenge, if you will. I didn't really have any per se problems or challenges. Um, 
but it was really hard to kind of take charge like starting um so for instance when planning events um our guardian council would ask um okay what time do you want to saying what does everyone else want to do say this is what i want to do hello we're uh we're you're still cutting out really really strong on my end there casey hmm. I don't know what I can do about that. So I think maybe um, one of the things that um, would be really good for listeners of this podcast in particular might be for the girls to explain how uh, the different stations uh, prepare them for being honored queen and the types of duties that they have to do in these positions, which inevitably give them their uh, experience to go up the line. My favorite position, uh, the one I think that prepared me most for um, being on her queen was a recorder. That was the first position where I really had a lot of responsibilities and a lot of duties. The recorder is the one who takes all the notes during the meetings and they go home and type it up and prepare them to be read at the next meeting and get voted on and corrected. So that was a big eye opener for me, I guess. Um, there's a lot behind the scenes and everybody has a little bit of work to do to make the full meeting run right. And, you know, I know I that when my that. daughter was preparing to go in, much like uh, in Dean they had to prepare a term plan. They had to have pretty much everything thought through before their term uh, so that they were properly prepared and it had to be approved by their guardian council and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. We have a term calendar that we put together and our plans for installation and stuff that we have to bring before the guardian and the other adults too, before we actually put those plans in place. Hey, David, is uh, Job's Daughters active in your area? Let me unmute myself. Yes, uh, we do have several Bethels in Washington. Uh, and uh, w as far as youth group, we also have the DMLA and we also have Rainbow for Girls. We have uh, at, our, at our lodge, we have a Bethel. Uh, it's been around since uh, early 30s, I think. Long, long time. And uh, DMLA chapter as well. Our Rainbow for Girls assembly uh, didn't have the membership and they went away in the eighties, I think, but all, all the youth groups had were started in the early twenties or late thirties. So the, um, on the topic of just youth groups in general, I, I think it's really important as a Mason. Um, and I know that the, the grandmasters agree with me, at least for BC agree with me on this, that, that the youth groups are the future of, of Freemasonry, be it, with DMLA, you've got the future of Blue Lodge or Craft Lodge. But with Job's Daughters, you also have the future of of, um, of Eastern Star, Daughters of the Nile, the Amaranth, whatever the other female bodies are that we don't have up here in Canada. Um, uh, and uh, I, I saw there was someone in the comments, and I'm just going to find it here and read it, who had said that that he would not have been a Mason if it wasn't for 
for Job's daughters. And let me read it here, because I thought it was quite a good comment. He said, I have been lucky enough to meet and interact with both of those leaders, being, being you two lovely ladies. Both are awesome. Without Job's Daughters International, I would not be a Mason. My wife is a, a majority member. She took me to the temple to have me vetted by her Masonic family, which sounds a lot more terrifying than I imagine it probably was. <laughs> I can just imagine you walking in with, with your, your fiancé and having, like, the Tyler there with his big sword. Welcome to the family. <laughs> um, after a few months, I petitioned my lodge. Majority members tend to marry a Mason or make one. All our youth groups should be viewed as our future. So uh, I'm not sure about how other people have experienced this, but it, I definitely think that that if, if a non-Mason ended up marrying a, a, a majority member, that he might be so inclined to uh, look into a lodge, having heard about all the fun that, uh, that the Joby had when she was an active member of the Bethel. Mm -hmm. And also um, the parents of mm -hmm. Job's daughters, like uh, my dad, he wasn't a Mason. And when I became a Job's daughter, <clears throat> he wanted to help out as our associate Bethel guardian. And so he joined Masonry. And we've had a lot of girls in our Bethel whose parents uh, weren't involved at all in Masonic uh, organizations, but their dads became Masons and their moms joined Eastern Stars. So it's been beneficial to all the groups. Definitely. And um, one of my best friends in the craft is a guy named Chris Crota. And uh, Chris became a Mason when his daughter... And uh, Chris, if you're listening, I'm really sorry if I pronounce your daughter's name wrong. Uh, Kai Kaja? Kaja? Something like that. Uh, when Kaija joined Job's Daughters, uh, he, he, I remember him telling me that he had a discussion with her about him becoming associate guardian, which I'd like to talk about in a second here, what the associate guard, guardian does. But he had this discussion with her, and it, he then went and petitioned the lodge, became a mason simply so he could be the associate guardian of, of this Bethel. And he ended up being uh, associate grand guardian. Mm -hmm. Um which is where he met me, and I've plagued his existence since. Um, so what, what is the Associate Guardian? What, what do they do? The Associate Guardian is there, and he has to be a Master Mason to become the Associate Bethel Guardian. And he's there to, I, I guess, be like the male figure, a positive, positive male figure in uh, all these girls' life. He... Um, still, just like the Bethel Guardian, oversees the daughters and makes sure they have the tools to be successful. And um, then is it the same with, with, uh, with the Bethel Guardian where there's the, well, I, I mean, I know there is, but where there's the Associate Grand Guardian and the Associate Supreme Guardian? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have, um, yes. Yeah. Um. So what is your favorite, what is your, your favorite memory of being a Job's daughter? I'd say my favorite memory was actually my initiation. Mm -hmm. I was very fortunate to be able to be initiated by our Grand Bethel, and it was a state event. So most everyone in the state of Ohio was there, and right off the bat, it made me feel 
loved and supported by people from everywhere because I come from a Bethel that's quite small and still is quite small and seeing a full floor and full sidelines really just made me feel good, I guess. Definitely. I think mine was probably my first Supreme session. It was in Baltimore, Maryland in 2012. So I was 12 years old and it was before that I had only seen like my Bethel and Bethel's around the state and maybe a grand Bethel meeting, but this on that scale was so incredible to see and to meet so many girls from around the world that I share this bond with because we're all in Job's daughters. It was just really eye-opening and amazing to see that. Fantastic. Um, I told you a little bit about this in the, uh, in the, in the green room, but my favorite memory involving Job's daughters is uh, I have one of my best friends is a past honored queen of uh, Bethel number two. And I remember talking with her, and she was complaining that the that the Bethel was was needed more members. They they re, and she was having a hard time finding new initiates. And I said, "That's fine. I'll shave my beard, put on a wig, a dress, and you can initiate me. I'll change my name to Rebecca." <laughs> uh, so every now and then, Rebecca, the I I get referred to as Rebecca because a couple people heard me say that. So um, yeah. Uh, that that's pretty fun, and I also remember when I was at when I was at Grand Sessions uh, in 2015 when Corrine Alexander was outgoing Grand Guardian and Kelly Hasegawa was incoming Grand Guardian. Um, my best friend uh, Bailey, or one of my two best friends, Bailey Young, uh, went with me, and we ended up dressing him up like a grand or like a honored queen, uh, and. Uh, I think I managed to get my hands on Miss International's cape. So he was running around as, as a Bethel honored queen and I was running around as Miss International and we made so much of, of a ruckus. It was amazing. Uh, I, I think that's why some of the Grand Guardians still hate me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Do uh, either of my other co-hosts have any memories about Job's Daughters that they want to share? Well, I'll go first then. Um, I guess, uh, you know, other than the uh, crashing of sessions and things like that from Demolay days would be um, watching my daughter be installed as Honor Queen. Uh, that had to be uh, probably the most heartfelt, touching, warming thing uh, because I watched her go through uh, all of the chairs and, and not just the four chairs to get to the top. Uh, and all the hard work that went into it and you know just to see the pride in her in her face that, that made it all worthwhile definitely right worshipful brother do you have any uh, memories uh, you know I, I appreciate the title uh, in Washington we're very worshipful not right the rights ah. are only if you're in the south the grand south well uh, my apologies no, every worshipful okay. brother then <laughs> there, there's uh, several guys here that would, would like me to have that title and uh, I'm not right yet. <laughs> one one day, one day. <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, be, be, uh, on that same topic, I, my two girls, uh, one's just now 10, 11 next week, and and uh, nine, and so I've got quite a ways. I want to let them have their opportunity and uh, and grow, and so maybe once they're graduated and off, we'll see. Uh, 
but uh, I, I was not Demolay, actually. I, I, I was in Police Explorers in my local community and stood out in front of the Masonic Temple many, many times and didn't even know what it was about. And so I didn't have, I don't have Demolay experiences and, and youth group experiences like that. But uh, again, we do have a Bethel in our, in our lodge. And as, uh, as I was coming in, I kind of attached myself to the Bethel and tried to help them as much as I could. And especially as master, I attended all their meetings and events and things as I could. And uh, my girls were still pretty young then. They were just, you know, four or five, six years old. And so they couldn't really be even bees at Bethel or, you know, jumping to bees. Uh, so they did come to some events and we live a little bit further away. And the closest temple to us actually doesn't have a Job's Daughters. They have a rainbow assembly. And so they're kind of linking up with the rainbow at this point. But I know, I know a lot of girls do both rainbow and Job's Daughters. And so who knows, that may happen in the future. And But I... In the lodge that I'm a member of, uh, we connected with the, the DMLA. And so I'm, even though I don't have any boys, uh, we, I'm a chairman of the DMLA chapter currently and I'll try to help out again as much as I can there. And uh, they do a lot of things with the Bethel and with other Bethels and go to their meetings and stuff. And so it's been fun to watch the guys grow up and also the girls grow up and become young ladies. Fantastic. Um now, I'm just looking at the live chat, and one of the questions here is from River Peatman, who I was mentioning earlier is probably the Working Tools Podcast's number one fan. Uh, he said, uh, my sister became Miss British Columbia, and I believe that was Diana or Diana Peatman. Diana Peatman, yeah. Diana Peatman. Uh, she, ran, she ran for Miss International. Is it mandatory to run for Miss International if you're a Miss insert state here? Now, before we get on to answering that question, let's kind of move back a bit. And what is Miss BC or Miss uh, Oregon or Miss? Were you ever Miss Ohio? No, well, you were, right? In Ohio, we call it Ohio Miss, yeah. So what is what is Miss? So um, as Miss, um, it's, well, first of all, how you get to be Miss is there is, at least in Oregon, um, there's a written test and a um, ritual recitation part and a spoken interview with a panel of judges. And so it's, and then an onstage portion of the pageant, but it's a hard process to um, go through and um, it really prepares you for the rest of the year because there's a lot of um, talking and speeches you do as a miss. A miss, the duties are really to um, be an ambassador and to be the public relations emissary to the other Masonic bodies and to the public in general. And so you're really the, um, what people see and who um, talks to the public about Joe's Daughters to bring awareness and to let people know what we're all about. Fantastic. So then going back to uh, River's question, is it required that we'll use BC here because that's what he said and that's what Diana was. Is it required for Miss British Columbia to run for Miss International? Yes. Um, the states, well, I think a state can choose, but yeah, in most states, it's a requirement that if you're chosen as the Miss, one of your primary duties is to go to Supreme Session and compete in the Miss International pageant and represent your state. So every state can send one person, which is their Miss, and they compete in the Miss International pageant. 
Fantastic. And uh, what's what's involved in the pageant? Uh, similar to uh, our state's pageant, it's a uh, large written test with just um, questions about Job's Daughters, how it was founded, what's the history of it, and what we teach. And then there's a ritual recitation part. So there is five messengers in Job's Daughters, and they each have initiation parts. And when you go into the ritual recitation um, portion of the competition at Mr. International, they will tell you right then what one of those five you're doing. So you don't know in advance. So you have to know all of those uh, recitation parts. And so when you get in there, they'll tell you which part you're doing. And then you have to go like that. And then there's a interview. It's um, with a panel of judges. And then during the actual pageant night, there's a onstage question. If you um, make it into the top 10 or top 11 in some cases, but there's a onstage question about Job's Daughters or like how you would um, promote Job's Daughters or what you do if you were Miss International. Fantastic. So you mentioned there was a, there was an exam. Mm-hmm. What are, why don't you quiz me? I'm going to run for Miss International. What are some <laughs> okay. of the questions that I would have to know? Do you know our founder's name? Uh, Ethel Mick. Yes, Ethel T. Weed Mick. And do you know when she was born, where? Uh, 19 something. 1881. <laughs> yes, and she was born in, okay, so Kansas was de Malay. Uh, uh, so, oh, I knew this. I knew this. Uh, help me, help me, uh, comments. Come on, make me look smart <laughs> here. Uh, Ethel T. Weed Mick was born in... Well, it's tricky because our headquarters is not where she was born because she, where she founded Job's Daughters was different than where she was born. She was born in Iowa, Atlantic, Iowa. I knew and, that. Um, but our headquarters is in Papillon, <laughs> Papillion, Nebraska. Papillion, Nebraska, Papillion. yes. And um, Job's Daughters was founded in Omaha, Nebraska. So. Omaha. There, yeah, I knew, it was, I knew it was Nebraska. Or at least I thought it was Nebraska. Um, <laughs> Because I'm 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 super smart. Uh, so, what are some other questions on on the exam? Casey, can I ask them? Well, it differs year to year. Um, one of the questions that they asked when I competed for Miss International was to list out who are in the supreme line. So, who's marshal, who's uh, supreme outer guard. So, you had to know who is kind of going up to be Supreme Guardian or Associate Supreme Guardian. Hold hold on just a sec here. Uh, I'm certainly not looking this up. Uh, (laughs) Just, just, just hold on. Uh, Not looking this up. Uh, Let's see here. Job's Daughters International. I mean, uh, just uh, going through the old memory banks here. Uh, I'm sure this is up here somewhere. Find a best. I mean, uh, is this actually not even on the website? Come on, guys. Hold on. Uh, uh, leadership. Uh, it's not on here. I don't know. <laughs> I tried. It is. You just have to look hard enough. I tried. So we appreciate you know, the <laughs> I'm sure that m- the majority of Job's daughters know these kinds of things. But what about those who are not that might be watching this now or later down the road? Maybe give them an idea of the things that Job's daughters do. 
about you, Kaylee? <laughs> okay, sorry, cut out a um, little bit. I didn't hear all of it. Yeah, so um, our official philanthropic for Job's Daughters is HIKE, like Casey said, the Hearing Improvement Kids Endowment Fund, and that's something that was really important to me and definitely to Casey, um, and that's something that some girls don't know that we have an official philanthropic that we're always raising money for and always uh, giving out grants to help um, children get hearing aids. And so that's something that I think is really important. It's our official philanthropic and we um, at the Supreme level also do a lot for that um, charity. I'm thinking more like along the lines of a local Bethel level where some girl is thinking about Job's daughters and she found out about it or knows a Mason and, you know, what could she expect that they would do for activities and things like that in their local levels? Oh, gotcha. Okay. And, uh, sorry. Go ahead. In my Bethel personally, we do a lot of um, events at the bowling alley. Our lodge is right in front of a bowling alley so every term we go bowling and it's fun um we do a lot of servings for lodges a lot of um you know for inspections we serve a lot of food and we get free food afterwards which is really awesome and we really just like to have fun together and just do what every girl wants to do whatever their opinion on activities is If if bowling is involved, I'm I'm out. I, <laughs> the gutter and I are really good friends when it comes to bowling. Um, we had just going back to our previous discussion. Uh, we had a question in the comments. How much harder is the supreme test than the grand test for a mess? It really depends. Every state has their own tests, and every state's tests vary by years. So um, it really varies by year. There's no way to tell how hard it's going to be or any comparisons because it can be basically on whatever any year. Fantastic. So um, the one thing that I really wanted to do with this episode is, is talk to all of those master masons who are listening. Uh, you know who you are. You know the secrets. You're thinking, well, what am I going to do with all my free time? I've been the master of my lodge. I've done this. I've done that. I'm thrice Prusent Grandmaster of Timbuktu and the Order of the Mystic Potatoes Skin. Here's an idea. <laughs> Help out the future of Freemasonry. Help out the girls who are the future of, of everything and go and find a local Bethel and help out, get your CAV and become a advisor or a, a council member and maybe even grand or associate guardian and then work your way up and become grand associate grand guardian and then associate supreme guardian and hang out with fun people like uh, Kaylee and Casey. But yeah, I, I've spoken to a lot of, of, of Masons in my jurisdiction and I know that a lot of them don't know much about Job's Daughters. And so, you just scared the rest of them off with all the sounding work that that involved. You know, you don't have to go up and become associate Bethel guardians to help. 
they need drivers. They need guys with pickup trucks so when they do their bottle drives that they got trucks to use. They need mm-hmm. people to help them out with the small tasks every day too, not just these big jobs that you, you Exactly. Know, I was getting there. And even just to come to a meeting, we have um, a lot of girls in our Bethels who would love to see more Masons there visiting them during their just normal meetings. And they know they're Masons because they're wearing their aprons. <laughs> yeah. So, so for all those Master Masons who are listening in, or even fellow craft and entered apprentice Masons, once you become a Master Mason, go and help out the Job's Daughters. They're, they're a, a really fun group. And you get really fantastic pins like this one, <laughs> which has a bright pink stiletto on it yep cool. mm-hmm. i only got a white teddy bear with a purple collar <laughs> um so yeah that's that was the big thing i wanted to get across we're nowhere near done yet it's just it popped into my mind that that that, that was a good time to uh to yeah. to do that bit of advertising so um what is anything? oh yeah they've I was just going to ask that, and I don't mean to change the direction necessarily too much here, but, uh, you know, some of the guys, have, we, we try and promote the youth in our lodge and encourage them to be part of things. But one of the one of the things that some of the guys have said, and I feel kind of weird, I don't have kids or granddaughters, or, I don't have granddaughters or, or da- daughters, and so I feel kind of weird, this old guy in this room of young ladies. And so h- how could you help to helped me to give a message to them that says, you know, I've told them they don't, they won't feel weird, but what would you say to me or to them uh, to help me with that? Well, as a Job's daughter, uh, to become a Job's daughter, you have to have a Masonic relationship, whether that be by blood or by sponsorship. Uh, So we have a connection to you all. Um, It's like just having a family member there. It wouldn't be, weird it's you guys give us our masonic heritage and so we appreciate you for that and we just want to have you around awesome i have another memory that just popped into my mind about my job's daughter's history and uh hopefully the supreme guardian isn't listening When I was master counselor, and I'm not going to tell you which Bethel, but when I was master counselor of Phoenix chapter when I was 16, I, uh, I was invited to attend a, a fraternal visit or a fraternal night at one of the Bethels. And I'm not exactly sure what had happened, but I ended up sitting through an initiation. And, um, and uh, I, I, got, I was given the, the, the pledge and everything. Uh, but then after the fact, I found out that I probably shouldn't have been there, but it was still a lot of fun and um it, that's the only time that i've ever sat in in a full meeting uh even though i wasn't necessarily supposed to uh <laughs> but it was a lot of fun and if my lodges didn't meet on the same nights as the bethels i would totally start going and, and hanging out more at the local bethels mm-hmm. um we just got a question from the from the commenters what is the what come on nick use grammar buddy What is the Joby to be starting age? It varies by jurisdiction and there's not, there's not really like a official, you have to be this old to start coming to Joby to be things. Um, Oh, I see what he means now. Okay. Yeah. But uh, usually it's around seven or eight. 
Um, but we have Joe DeVees in my state who are as young as five and we still like let them come to our fun events. We don't turn them away because they're not seven or eight yet and they still want to have fun with us. And um, what are the Joe DeVees? Um, well, if you're familiar with Demolay, they have a kind of a squires thing when they're, is that right? When they're yeah. not yet old enough to become Demolay. It's similar to that, and but except we don't have like meetings for them to do. Usually we have some ceremonies where uh, when we're in our meetings, we let them come in and give a ceremony about how they're um, going to be, um, what, how they're going to act as a Joby to be. And I think that's mm-hmm. so adorable. Everybody loves that. And they get so excited because um, a lot of times they get to wear a sash that says Joby to be or a little tiara or something. So that's really exciting for them. And they get to do uh, fun events with us all the time. Like if we go bowling, they can come with us. And they love that. See, we, we give our squires swords. Oh, it's yeah. probably, in hindsight, it's not a very good idea. <laughs> oh, um, uh, we have another question here. What is your relationship with Demolay International? Or I guess just Demolay in general, because there's a few different bodies of Demolay that are all friends, but separate. So what is, what is, what is Job's daughter's relationship in with Ohio, Demolay? In um, Ohio, I'd say that on the international level, we, do, we have a really good relationship um, in Ohio in particular. Um, I'd say also we have a very strong connection. We do a lot of activities together and promoting together and everyone's really just friends and it's really heartwarming. Yeah, very, it varies by state, but um, in my state and a lot of other states, we're really close with the DMLA and Rainbow as well. We do all three. We do um, in Oregon, we do this thing called DJR, which stands for DMLA, Jobies and Rainbow. And we all get together one day and have, this huge party and so we do we're pretty close i think that's good i think that the job's daughter's relationship with demolay has always been so important because it was what taught demolay to be chivalry or chivalric sorry and, chivalrous uh, yeah and i think that um without the job's daughters being there for the demolay to interact with i think think we would have had many more challenges getting to those goals fair enough um so what uh, on an international level you guys work with uh, our international master counselor avery uh, brinkley who may or may not be co-hosting an episode here later on in a month or two depending on his schedule we're, we're working on that one um so what uh, on an international level what how, how, how are you involved with, uh, with working with Avery and, uh, and our Grandmaster? Do you ever do events with them? Uh, we actually, when we were a couple months ago, Sorry. well, in February, when we were at the Conference of Grandmasters, we met up with Avery and got to meet the Grandmaster. And that was really cool. I have uh, met Avery before because we our states are really close, so we've gone to events before, but um, we go, uh, Casey and I will go to Demolay International in Kansas City. The 100th then, anniversary. Yes, we're Super very excited exciting. for that. 
Yeah. And then um, usually the international master counselor or international Congress secretary will come to the Job's Otter's Supreme session. Um, so mm -hmm. uh, Dumoulin is turning 100. And I know that Job's Daughters isn't far off. When does Joby's turn 100? That will be next year. Are you excited for that? Yes, we're very excited. Fantastic. And um, yeah, I, I have I have a question, which is probably going to be really uh, a stupid question, but it's a question that some people might be wondering. Who is Job? He's from the Bible. Um, that's the best uh, answer. I don't know what what you want from that. And uh, how? So Job's daughters are based off of of the book of Job in the Bible. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. uh, we have specific reference to the forty second chapter, fifteenth verse, um, which says, "In all the land where no women found." And here are girls to know that and, um, during this time period where women really were not given the same right. That opening Job made his daughters equal. We're having sound issues with uh, Casey's mic. Um, I picked up pieces of that, uh, so she really, um, um, with no headset. Yeah, one of the important things was that um, we're based off the book of Job, um, and special reference to the 42nd chapter of Job and the 15th verse, which says, in all the land where no women found so fair as the daughters of Job. So we really strive to be um, the fair and true daughters of Job, how they were, um, how he went through all these um, troubles. I don't know if you know the story of Job in the Bible, but the adversary um, went to God and said, Job is only faithful to you because you gave him all of this cool stuff and all this money and land. And so God takes that all away from him. And to prove that Job was still faithful to God, even after all that. And so that teaches us kind of a perseverance and faithfulness, steadfastness. So I got an interesting question that back in my day, as they say, um, <clears throat> there were 17 chapters and 25 Bethels in the lower mainland of British Columbia. So there was stuff to do, Demolay or Joby's, six nights a week. And, uh, you know, like where you're from, how many Bethels and chapters are there? Uh, and do you guys interact as much as that? Um, currently, um, go ahead. Sorry. Currently, Ohio has, um, I believe we're at 16 Bethels right now, and we keep ourselves pretty busy. Although we are kind of dwindling down a bit, we have 82 Bethels, I believe. Um, we are still strong, mighty, and as busy as. I think once again, we're having, I'm having some issues with you cutting in and out there, Casey. Um, in Oregon, we have, I think, 12 or 13 Bethels right now. And 
we just actually opened up a prospective members club that is turning into a new Bethel. So that's really exciting for us. Sounds really exciting. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to just, uh, we'll keep going here for a bit, but I just want to ask any, anyone who's watching, if you have any questions for, uh, for, the, for these lovely ladies to post them in the comments uh, as we're going to start winding down here. So uh, if you have any last questions or comments that you want to be addressed, please post them in the uh, live chat. I think it's there. Now, with that said, uh, uh, Dave, do you have any uh, comments or questions that you want to make? Uh, just a question about growth. If if uh, Bethel was looking to increase their numbers, what would you say would might be the, the number one thing that they should do to to do that? That is definitely a question we get a lot. And I mean, no Bethel has the magic touch for that. But um, one thing we've done that's really helped us is social media. We promote a lot on social media, and that has gotten us a lot of inquiries about Job's Daughters. And um, Job's Daughters International has actually a thing where every month, on the ninth of the month, we wear something that says Job's Daughters, whether it's a hat or shirt or something like that. And so when we're out and about, people will ask us about it, and we get to tell them what Job's Daughters is and promote Job's Daughters. So. Interesting. The ninth, is that a particular day that you just randomly picked or was it something significant? That is, it's significant. There, our founder, Ethel T. Weed Mick, was born on March 9th. So that's the significance to that. And um, March 9th, we had like a big um, party, I guess, on social media and everybody wore their stuff and said, happy birthday to Mother Mick. So. Excellent. Is it, you said the ninth of every month? Yes. That's a great idea. Love that. So that high you have, Connor. <laughs> How about you, Casey? Um, if you, I think Kaylee really covered it all. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yep. Am I a Joby now? <laughs> yes. Got to shave the beard. Got to shave the beard. Don't, 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 don't even. Okay, here's a can of worms. <laughs> here's a can of worms to open. Is the Schnookling song strrictly BC or is it also international? Probably no just BC because I have no idea what that is. Google it. Okay. Uh, it's about Jobies and Demolay. Oh. <laughs> so so back so back to the <laughs> Casey. What would you say if the uh, anything else other than what Kaylee mentioned about trying to grow a Bethel? I think Kaylee really covered it all, especially with the social media aspect. That is kind of our biggest push to membership unfortunately Ohio is having a little bit of issues as is everywhere with um, getting membership and we can't quite find what the magic thing to do is to grow our membership um, I think the biggest thing is when we do get members we need to um, really hmm, we really have to keep them coming it's our retention that's a really big issue and making sure that when we do get new members that they are welcomed and we're kind of doing what they want to do, um, that that's kind of our first thing that we think of to do. So one of the things that we did in DMLA to keep uh, members coming was 
we made sure that there was a social function or a social aspect uh, either before, during, or after our meetings so that they had more reason to come than just to come and do memory work and, mm -hmm. and go through the process of taking care of business. Do y'all have do your something. meetings? Oh, go ahead, Guy. Sorry. Uh, we do something really similar. We have, a, after our Bethel meetings, a lot of us go on a Taco Bell run oh, and just hang Taco out Taco Bell. So, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Can I come? <laughs> yeah, we used to go to Tops 24 up at, on Kingsway afterwards. And, um, and to, until, or as late as the chaperones would let us uh, hang out, you know. Yeah. I was going to ask, do you, are your meetings during the week or do you have weekend meetings? My Bethel meets on Wednesdays. We meet on the second and fourth Wednesdays of every month, but every Bethel can kind of decide when they want to meet. Yeah, we meet on the second and fourth Mondays, um, but yeah, there's a lot of Bethels who meet on like Saturday afternoons and that works well for them, but we've just found that's what works best for us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, guys, I unfortunately have to uh, leave this awesome conversation because I have an appointment that I have to get to. Um, so I'd like to uh, thank you both for being on, on the show and, and making the time. Uh, we really appreciate it, our, our growing little podcast. Um, I think we'll uh, grow much faster now with you guys having been on here. Um I think that uh, we'd like to, uh, of course, have you guys on again as well, uh, anytime. And Brother Connor there will, uh, I'm sure, try to schedule something. But as for now, I have to fly, guys. So enjoy the rest of the podcast. And thanks again. Thank you. It was nice you meeting you. So I think now is a good time for us to start winding down. Um, we've been going for uh, just over an hour now. And... Uh, we I, there doesn't seem to be any more questions or comments on our live chat so i'm going to invite you uh to give us any closing remarks that you have or any final thoughts that you want to share with our viewers well i just really like to thank you guys for having us on here and allowing us to share the word about job's daughters and what we do it's really great to be able to get that um kind of the awareness out there and let people know who we are and what we do. So we appreciate you letting us do that. Definitely. We are I mean, super grateful. On that. Yeah. We're, we're super grateful to have you guys. We're, we're just starting as a podcast and uh, having you on means an incredible amount to us. Um, so uh, with that said, Dave, do you have any closing remarks? Uh, just happy to be here and hopefully my, uh, connection issues will be resolved next time if, if you allow me back on we definitely will <laughs> uh for those who don't know dave is a potential potentially one of our new uh one of our new regular hosts um as uh, steve and i were trying to find one or two extra bodies who can uh, help keep the conversations flowing now with that said uh thank you all so much for watching it means so much that you uh, spent your spent some time with us, either live or after the fact. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, please leave them down in the comments below. Uh, even though the girls won't be here live anymore, I will try to uh, address them. And if there's any questions directly for them, I can send them along and uh, post their responses should they get back to me about it. Um, 
if you enjoyed our if you enjoyed the podcast and you want to see more, please subscribe and hit the bell notification so that you know what's going on. And follow us on Facebook. We are uh, we post a lot there. Also, we're we I am currently working on creating a Discord server. So for people, uh, be it Masons, uh, candidates, uh, seekers, Job's daughters that strange conspiracy theorist in the corner. Anyone is welcome on there. So once that's live, I'll be posting the link to that server on uh, on Facebook. And that will be a place for everyone to um, have, a, have an open, ongoing discussion about all things Masonic. And I am current, or we are currently working on setting up a Patreon. Uh, so if anyone is interested in supporting the podcast there, uh, you can follow us on Patreon. So with that said, uh, from the bottom of our hearts, on behalf of the Working Tools podcast, we really want to thank Kaylee and Casey and all the Job's daughters for uh, who for coming and helping uh, and joining us on this episode. And uh, we do hope that you will join us again soon. With that said, thank you very much, and we will see you next time on the Working Tools Masonic podcast. <laughs>